From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Thursday, December 3rd, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. The number of counties at the highest level of Ohio's public health advisory system doubled in the past week. The Ohio Department of Health reports that Medina, Portage, Richland, Stark, and Summit counties are the latest to be elevated to level four or purple. A purple designation is based on a number of factors, the most serious of which is the county's ability to accommodate COVID-19 patients in their hospitals. Montgomery, Lorraine, and Lake counties remain at level four, while Franklin County is now back to level three or red. All but eight of Ohio's 88 counties are now at red or purple. All of Ohio's counties are considered to have a high incidence of cases. Central Ohio hospitals are struggling to keep up with the number of patients coming in for COVID-19. Tracy Townsend has more with Ohio State's Dr. Andrew Thomas. Through just two days in December, we did see nearly 1,000 new COVID-19 hospital patients and more than 200 deaths. Cases rise, hospitalizations will continue to rise seven to 10 days later, uh, that there'll be a crowding out phenomenon where we just won't have the space and capacity to care for uh, other patients in a timely manner that we'd like. Ohio has seen a 30% increase in patients over the past two weeks. I'm Tracy Townsend. Ohio Senate President Larry Auboff says he has the votes to override a threatened veto of a bill restricting the health department's powers during a health crisis. Auboff said yesterday he will hold the vote if fellow Republican Governor Mike DeWine makes good on his promise to veto the measure by week's end. The bill would allow the legislature to adopt resolutions to rescind health department orders to prevent the spread of contagious diseases. DeWine has called such bills reckless at a time when the state is struggling to slow the spread of the coronavirus. November accounted for nearly half of the COVID-19 cases tallied since the pandemic hit Ohio in March. Since then, more than 420,000 Ohioans have contracted the virus and around 6,700 have died. Ohio has reached a 15% positivity rate for COVID-19, meaning the state has officially made its own travel advisory list. Karina Nova has more. Joining other states like Pennsylvania, Iowa, and Missouri with a high level of COVID-19. The advisory was originally created to keep people from other states coming into Ohio if their rate was too high. Now that Ohio is past that 15%, what does that mean? Well, health leaders say it's simple. We should stay at home unless it's necessary to go out. Karina Nova, ONN News. After nearly two decades of discussion on changing how schools are funded, a new funding plan is expected to be voted on in the Ohio House. Tino Ramos has more on House Bill 305. You may know it as the Fair School Funding Plan. Now, this has gone through committees and numerous studies for the past two years. And today, House members will vote on it with the likelihood of passing. Now, the funding bill will provide more clarity to how school districts will receive money. Okay, that means the formula would be used as a mixture of property values about 60%, and family income, which would take up another 40%. If it does pass, it will go to the Senate, but there could be some problems there because the Republicans, at least some of them, are saying they may want to wait until next year's uh, budget debate. In downtown Columbus, Tino Ramos. A federal judge has scheduled final sentencing for December 15th for an Ohio man who falsely claimed to be a long-missing child from Illinois. U.S. District Judge Michael Barrett announced the virtual hearing in a notice yesterday. Barrett earlier this year told 25-year-old Brian Michael Remy he must serve two years, but the judge also wants to see results of a pre-sentencing investigation before entering his sentence. Court records show the deadline for the investigation has been extended repeatedly during the pandemic. The report likely includes information 
information about Rini's mental and physical health, he has pleaded guilty to aggravated identity theft. Ohio lawmakers took the first step yesterday toward making Juneteenth a paid state holiday. The Columbus Dispatch reports the Ohio Senate approved a bill which would make June 19th a paid holiday for government employees. If signed into law, Ohio would join Texas and a handful of other states that acknowledge the holiday with paid time off. Juneteenth commemorates the end of slavery in the United States. It was on that date in 1865, two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation, that the news of the abolition of slavery and the end of the Civil War reached Texas. Restitution has been given to a Northeast Ohio man who spent 11 years in prison for a murder he did not commit. ONN's Michael Kelly tells us this was no ordinary settlement. Now 63 years old, David Ayers will get $4.85 million from the city of Cleveland, ending a lawsuit he first filed all the way back in 2012. Ayers was a security guard at an apartment complex for the elderly where that murder occurred. His conviction from 2000 was overturned with help from Ohio Innocence Project. In 2013, a jury deemed two detectives were to blame, netting Ayers a 13 million award. One of those detectives filed for bankruptcy. The other died before Ayers could get anything. While the state judge initially cleared the city, something Ayers' attorneys didn't let go. Michael Kelly, ONN News. The Ohio State Buckeyes are hard at work preparing for Saturday's game, even as Coach Ryan Day is in quarantine after testing positive for the virus. Karina Nova has more. Right now, Saturday's game at Michigan State still on. Defensive line coach Larry Johnson will serve as the interim head coach. He says while he has the title, this will be a team effort. I'm not making a big deal of it because I, I know that I'm all I'm doing is standing in a gap. I'm just interesting for Ryan for, for a football game. Uh, this is his team. This is his program. I'm just glad to be a part of it. Anything that I can do to help uh, moving this thing forward, I'm all in. Karina Nova, ONN News. And the Justice Department is investigating a potential bribery scheme involving presidential pardons. Yolanda Harris has the latest. Recently, unsealed court records show a judge reviewed a request from prosecutors to access documents as part of a bribery for pardon investigation. Prosecutors believe money was funneled to the White House or related political committee in exchange for a presidential pardon. The documents didn't reveal a timeline or any of those potentially involved in this. No one appears to have been charged with a related crime to the date. To date, the White House has declined to comment. I'm Yolanda Harris. Special thanks to affiliate station WBNS-TV in Columbus for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.